Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of Influencer Marketing and Branded Content Agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones. I'm so happy to be here with you all today. I want to give a very warm welcome to entrepreneur Molly Rose Speed. Molly Rose created the Academy for Virtual Assistance, which trains and places VAs nationally to help other driven entrepreneurs integrate, implement, systematize, and automate their businesses. She is also the operations genius behind Build a Bigger Life, a retreat, events, and consulting company. Today, we're going to talk about how a virtual assistant can help your business and how to best outsource one. We'll learn what's worked from Molly's experience, what maybe could be avoided, and where other people are missing the mark. Molly, welcome. Hi, Stacy. Happy to be here. I am so happy to be here. So for all of our listeners here today, Molly Rose and I have been working together on my own outsourcing of virtual assistants. And after speaking with her and talking about all the things that she offers, I knew she had to come onto the show and share her knowledge and experience with all of y'all as well. Yes, it's really exciting to have a VA of my own headed your direction pretty soon. Yeah, very exciting. So to start off, can you share with our listeners a little bit more about you, who you are, and what got you to where you are today? Because your business started a little differently and who you work with is a little different as well. Absolutely. So about six years ago, I like to say I was a corporate cubicle dweller doing the nine to five grind, the 45 commute each way, never having time for travel or holidays. I'm sure a lot of us are still living that. And I knew something needed to change. So I quit cold turkey and I found the career of being a virtual assistant. Fast forward to today, I now call myself a business integrator, which is kind of the top of the support service chain for entrepreneurs. And I've done everything from general admin to building websites to strategic planning with my clients. And now I'm teaching other virtual assistants how to do the same through my Academy for Virtual Assistants. That is awesome. And then with your virtual assistants, you have a specific niche that you work with, not just only them, but... Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So the virtual assistant that I work with or the business owner? Oh, with uh, military is actually the direction I was going. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yes. So um, I'm also a military spouse. So that kind of lended well to this career path. And I started getting asked the same question over and over by military spouses. How do I do what you do? And that was kind of the foundation or the passion behind creating this program. So a lot of the women that have gone through my program are military spouses. And then, of course, they get the word out. And so we have a lot of moms and world travelers. And it's kind of a motley crew. But the foundation is spouses, which is really rewarding and cool. Yeah. And what I loved about that is you have people who have really great backgrounds in education and they are just off on their own world travels because that's where their family is. Mm-hmm. And they have hours that they can spend still helping you as a business owner. Yes, absolutely. So it's, it's really neat to see them go from confined lifestyle to be able to travel when their husbands are deployed, or if they're a teacher, they can work all summer and, and kind of adapt their, their schedules that way. And it's really cool. That's awesome. So 
virtual assistants. Like when I have thought about hiring virtual assistants and I have over the years and I have someone who's phenomenal who works with me and has for the last couple of years, but I stumbled upon her. It was not easy to actually find. And there's some rocky roads that can happen along the way and you help take that away. Yeah. So I think what I saw was when I got into this career, I was very proud of it and I saw it was really saturated. So it was hard to kind of if I were to go to market to get clients to get noticed for being a really professional, hardworking, quality virtual assistant, and I knew something like that needed to change. So going to places like Upwork, which used to be Odesk, or some of these sites where you can just purchase hours, but you don't actually meet your VA, you're getting a different standard. So this has um, been a really cool experience to take mostly college graduates, just looking for flexibility with the ability to figure things out and put them to work with amazing entrepreneurs and business owners. It's really That's cool. great. Yeah. So what are some of the mistakes that people make along the way of trying to source and find and hire and work with? There's so many things here. A virtual assistant? <laughs> yeah, I could ask this a lot. I think that letting go as a business owner is, is key. So trusting and having that period of 60 to 90 days when you bring someone into your business and testing them small, but not worrying about major mistakes, just, just talking through them as they happen um, and open communication. So what works for you, what works for them and make sure that it's balanced on both sides is very important. So setting those, those roadblocks up throughout your onboarding relationship is really important because then it carries through for the years to come and they know that they can talk to you just as much as you can talk to them. And it's just a, a well-oiled friendship almost if that, you can get it to work that way. That is awesome. And so how does the process start? So uh, share what I did with you and kind of share the path road of, you know, how does someone as an entrepreneur, business owner, they know they want a virtual assistant, what do they do? Yes. So I, my recommendation is always to go through a two week period. You can do this in a week if you're a super, super busy entrepreneur. And I, uh, I have a guide that goes with this, but basically you just need a sheet of paper and you write down everything that you do for two weeks. It's like call your mom, send this email, invoice someone, do a coaching call, um, onboard a team member, do payroll, whatever it is, right? Just keep going and, and just keep a little log. And then at the end of two weeks, come back to it and look at it and circle all the things that you physically have to do. And I bet you like 10% of it is actually demanding you and your time and your brain. The rest of it can be outsourced. So that's an exercise we didn't have to go through because you're very savvy and organized. Um, but most entrepreneurs need that type of, let's just get this out and understand that there really is a lot that you can be outsourcing. And then that will create your job description. So from there, if you work with me, I, I take you through a consult and we figure out, okay, about how many hours is this going to take? Talk through budgets, personality types, communication style, and then we can match you with a professional virtual assistant of the program, or you can find someone on your own. And then with the virtual assistants, is it that they have to be doing office work or, you know, are there other things that they could be doing to help you as well? Yeah. So this is where it gets really exciting and some virtual assistants specialize in things, um, but VAs kind of are jack of all trades in a lot of cases. So they can help you with social media and marketing, website updating if they know that. If not, a lot of them are, will be willing to learn. And then they can also do the admin that we all know VAs for, like checking email and calendar scheduling, 
make booking appointments, travel, those managerial type of things. So, and there's a whole bunch of stuff in between, you know, I've built courses for people and helped with branding and a lot of various things that seem a little bit more high level, but virtual assistants are actually equipped to handle. And usually with a virtual assistant, you have someone who has a mindset of being able to learn new things that are not your plotters, who are not going to need to have the same in, same out every single day of the week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So they're not, in fact, they probably appreciate not doing the same thing every day. Um, they like, of course, having their task list at the end of the week that they finish by the end, the end of the week, but it's always changing based on the goals of the business and the entrepreneur and the direction that they're going in. So it's, it's good. And how is it different than having an employee in-house? So why would someone say, oh, I need to get a VA versus, oh, I just need to bring someone else into my company? Yeah. So this is good because the overhead is a lot lower because the cost of acquiring a new employee for companies is expensive and benefits are involved there. Um, I've, I have With that, though, I have seen VAs go from a contract employee to, a, to an employee. So that, that it always is an option. But it allows for a lot more flexibility. Um, you can grow their role as, as they grow. You know, starting someone at 20 hours a month might be, feel most comfortable, but then you'll probably quickly get to 40 hours a month and so on. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot more flexibility with having a contractor in this type of role and a lot more flexibility with what they can do and take on. And when they work, it works well for them to have that flexibility of their own business so they can set their own hours and feel comfortable with that as well. And there are a lot of VA services out there, and we kind of touched on it earlier about some of the negatives uh, that are based overseas in Asia and the Philippines a lot of times where they have like a mill of VAs and you're like, oh, I only have to pay $6 or $7 or whatever it might be to work right. with them, but you're getting the quality of what you're getting as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm happy you're highlighting that because I think that's really important to understand. Like when you're paying someone 20 plus dollars an hour, you're getting that. And it's, I use the word equal energy exchange, right? There's, there's an, an importance to your work that somebody that's being paid that is going to take on, right? So I think that's really important. And I have worked with VAs overseas for certain things. They're great. You just want to be very specific and they do one thing very well, whereas you're hiring kind of someone to come in and see all the goals of your business and help where they can. Yeah. No, we're really lucky. I have someone, uh, her name's Angie and she's worked with us for a couple of years and she is based overseas and she's mm -hmm. phenomenal, but I really, really lucked out because yes. that's not the case with everyone. Yes, it is. And I have heard of great success stories. So it's not to limit um, any overseas countries, but just, yeah. just be on that the lookout for the differences. And it also means having to go down the path of potentially lots of not ones that great that work yes. out so well. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're working, you know, you mentioned that you could have someone who's 20 hours that could grow to 40 hours a week or a month or all the hours are pretty much up in the air with that. Um, is there anything that's like too small? Like you should not consider until you have at least this many hours to offer someone. Yeah, my recommendation is at least five hours a week, 20 hours a month is the minimum. Uh, we've done less and it, it does work if you're very, very organized and it's that you send them a task list on Monday, it's done by Friday and there's not a lot of back and forth. Um, but the five hours allows for asking questions and feeling like more of a team member, not having to rush through everything in two hours. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of a good balance for the VA to be able to take you on as a serious client and then 
allows the flexibility for the business owner to kind of give them a little bit more responsibility. So that's kind of the recommendation. And it's, it's great to see people be really nervous to get five hours a week. And then I, I follow back up with them, you know, three months later and they're like, oh my gosh, we already have them to 15 hours a week. And they just are in full joy of having the support person. So I laugh when people are like that. <laughs> no, it's awesome because I mean, that's 15 hours of you as an owner not doing something ultimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a massive way to leverage your own capabilities and focus on building your business or operations or other things that you need to get going. Yes, absolutely. And I, I always like to also recognize that if you're an entrepreneur and a business owner, it's probably pretty likely that you're a visionary or not attention to detail, not very efficient at some of these things. So it's, it's 15 hours, but they're probably getting even more done then you would be getting done in those five, 15 hours because they, they're so efficient. It's what they do. It's how their mind works. So there's a huge difference there. And plus you're not being distracted. You know, your phone's not ringing. The emails yeah. aren't coming. You're not having an employee tap your shoulder. All of those things that go into it as well. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. The life of a business entrepreneur is a little ADD all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I call it squirrels. <laughs> constantly okay. Looking everywhere. Squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> Or bright, shiny, shiny sparkly things that get your attention and you're off and running (laughs) with everything else forgotten. Absolutely. Very common. Welcome to life as an agency owner and I'm sure many other businesses too. Yes. Yes. You guys are not alone. (laughs) No, by any means. Are there certain businesses that just work better? And when you're working with, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners, are there certain types of companies that work better than others? No, I, I don't think that there's one that's cream of the crop. Everybody's different. Um, I've had experience serving just one solo entrepreneur and, and then agencies like yourself that have teams and the delegations coming from multiple people and they both work. It's just all about having great systems and communication in place. And that's, it seems to be great. And that's something I think is really cool that you just touched on is that it doesn't necessarily have to be the entrepreneur or the business owner, that one key person giving all of the information over to that VA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've placed people within agencies and there's going to be four people dedicated to a full-time VA. They're going to bring in. And it, the whole conversation was just around, okay, now how do you task efficiently and, and delegate? And that they're figuring it out and it's working really well. That's great. And then can you also have the VA work with other people where they help manage other people? Yes, yes. So as the VA kind of grows, um, I kind of share that they kind of almost become like a business operations person within your business. Mm-hmm. So the up leveling from a VA to business operations, OBM is kind of the term in the industry, operations business manager, and they can outsource, uh, you know, if you're working with a designer, they might help run that. So they become your point person as the business owner, and then they can come and work with all the contractors on the team. So that's ideal as they grow into that role, if they're a good fit. That's great. And then are there any no-gos with virtual assistants that you should totally keep top of mind of just being like, you should never ask them to do this. What are you thinking? Oh, I don't know. I've been asked to do some crazy things. Um, I, I don't think so. I think the VA from the beginning 
kind of knows, are they doing some personal tasks and business tasks? And they just know to expect that. I think it'd be really crazy if they've been working for you doing just business stuff forever. And then you're asking them to pay your gas bill. That's happened to me or, um, you know, uh, order gifts for their husband. Like that's all on the table for virtual assistants. Um, but if they're consistently just working in your agency and then these odd things happen, that's a little different, but um, no, it, it really is a plethora of, of things that they can do for someone. That is good to know. Yes. So no surprise birthday purchases for a significant other <laughs> set up beforehand that you're going to be Nothing doing. Nothing weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. What else should people know when hiring a virtual assistant or going out and trying to decide if this is the right thing for them? Right. I think that I have never seen it not work and favor the business owner. Um, if anything, they just go the polar opposite, like I said, and want more and more and more. Um, and I think that if you're considering a virtual assistant that you should try it, you should do what I said with the two hour exercise and, and put your hands up for a little bit and see what happens. Cause I, I honestly think staying in your zone of genius and allowing other people to do the same for you mm -hmm. is the best opportunity you can do for your business. Yeah. I, and you know, you said that I came so prepared and I had my list of all these things or what I wanted them to do. But that's just one list. I mean, if I actually sat down and thought about all the things I had to do and that I do, I mean, that would be crazy time as a business owner. I'm sure that gets a lot of really productive results from that. Yes, totally. And I love, that's probably one of my favorite conversations with business owners coming back to them two weeks later and we go through this list and they're just like astounded at all the things that they do and how unproductive they are. Um, so that's really something to see and then be able to give them someone to come and take all this off their plate. It's really rewarding to see and the business owners like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if people do have virtual assistants, I always plug this because I was one for so long and these little things make such a difference, but you know, quarterly, like send them, even if it's something as small as a gift card to Starbucks, you know, mm -hmm. just remember your VA and what they're doing for you as part of your team, as your personal assistant, that's what they are. So I think rewarding them monetarily or with a gift is always really nice and goes a long way for people. Um, so I always just want to make sure people remember the VAs out there that are working from their desks at home by themselves, because it, it makes a difference to recognize them yeah. and ask them how their weekend is and things like that. And that makes sense. And then do you suggest actually, you just said, ask them how, so is this better to do video chats, phone chats, emails, like what's the best way to set it up for someone? Yeah. Communication is probably the number one thing to make a relationship succeed. So this is a great question. I recommend one channel. So it took me a few years to figure this out, but I use an app called Voxer. Voxer? And it's a, it's a walkie talkie app. So voice memo app basically. But the reason why I use it is it's one channel for my clients. So when I'm plugged in and I'm on the clock for that client, I listen to those boxes and I go to town as opposed to getting a text message at 10 PM or middle of the day. And, and of course I'm going to read it and my mind's going to switch. So it allows the business owner to, leave messages whenever they want. And then they, they just know that whenever their, their VA is on the clock, they'll run through it. It's kind of just a place to keep your brain for them. Um, and then I recommend weekly calls. So Monday or Tuesday mornings, just get on for however long it takes you guys. And you work through your list for the week. 
And then the third key is Asana, a project management tool. A lot of people use different things. Asana is my golden ticket. We and, use Monday. Yeah, Monday, yep. which is yep. I heard really good too. Super great place. That's where you communicate the rest of the week. That's where the task list goes. Everything stays in something like that. So yep. stay out of email because entrepreneurs have so many emails. <laughs> I am such this person. Okay, yeah. so why stay out of email? Because it's so just all over the place and not trackable versus the project management? Yep, absolutely. I think it, it, your brain is in a different mode when you're in email. It's frustrating and exhausting for most entrepreneurs and business owners. Uh, a lot of times VAs are managing the inbox anyway, so mm -hmm. it's just a lot of back and forth, whereas keeping things in its own system mm -hmm. really pays off for productivity and efficiency and planning. Everything's in one place. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. What else do business owners need to keep in mind? You've come up with tons of valuable tidbits so far. No, you're stretching me. Uh, no, that's good. Um, I think another thing that business owners can keep in mind is that you can continually add tasks to your virtual assistant. So if you start them with their onboard them and you have like these five things that you're interested in doing, know that when other things come down the pipeline that you need, we're going to hire a contractor for, go to your VA first and see if they're interested and give them the opportunity to take those extra hours and that extra project because it'll integrate them more into your business, be more of a partner with you, uh, give them more hours. It's just a good well-rounded thing and it doesn't add this third person to the team that might not necessarily need to be there. So I, yeah, don't limit what you think they can do based on what they're already doing. Okay. And that makes sense. But what happens if there's an if, okay. So like you mentioned that you've built courses out before, right? Sure. So did you come to the table knowing how to build courses out or did you learn on the job and on the fly in order how to do that? Good point. My advice to VAs is if you don't know how to do something, uh, you can figure it out, but don't build a client for those hours yeah. and then build it for the client. I think there's a lot of integrity that the VA needs to hold there yeah. and just kind of open that communication. Uh, and it seems to work pretty well. Yeah. In most cases, they probably are figuring it out on the job, but they're doing what I just said uh, for a lot of those extra tasks that you're asking. So if they're trying to actually figure it truly out, then they're probably going to work a little bit extra on the side to get yep. that done. Yep. Yep. And I, in my program, I talk about that with them. Like if, if you're being asked to do something that you don't know how to do, like stop the clock, figure it out and then start it again. Cause then you'll have it for all of your other clients. Right. It's a yeah. resume builder. It's a skills yep. developer. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I also think that's okay to tell the business owner like, Hey, you know, I've never done this before, so I'm going to do it. Just take special eye to look at this for me. Yep. Um, and that's okay. And be willing as a business owner to, to give them that, that wiggle room to look, go learn this and give them the, the opportunity. So. And some of the questions I've been asked before is if I would pay for classes for them to take to learn something um, as well. And then there'd be kind of something along those lines. How do you feel about that? Yes. So I've had this done for me several times. It's really nice. Yeah. If there's something that you have a VA for and you want them to learn and, and work for you in this capacity, completely okay to do. Um, I probably wouldn't, unless it's really, really micro in your business, like a certain software that you use for only for your business, or they're never really going to use again. You just ask them, Hey, I'll take care of this course for you. But would you recommend, would you be able to do this on your own time? Like off the yeah. clock, if that's a need for you, but if it's something micro to your business that you really have need, to have, of course, you know, 
compensate them for that training. But yeah. that's always a really nice, a nice gift paying yeah. for courses so they can develop their skill set. Okay. Is there anything else in regards to business owners that they should keep in mind? I think just if you're on the fence, get a VA, like just do it. I think I heard this a few days ago. I was listening to someone speak about virtual assistants and they said the same thing, like as they were a business owner and they were like, if you're thinking about it, just do it, just do it. Cause your business will completely change. The industry is really growing with entrepreneurs and the VA market is growing as well. But I'm at a point almost where the demand for virtual assistants is so strong. So everyone that's a business owner listening, your peers are doing this right and left that my VA market is, is like, I need more VAs. I need them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important. I think for you to scale, to grow, that you grow with a team, grow with a business owner. And when you were talking a moment ago about you teaching your VAs and, you know, some of the things that you taught them along the way, can you explain kind of the training that goes into prep these VAs? It's not just people off the street and you're like, Hey, I'm going to introduce you and set you up, see if it works. Like you actually yeah. go in and you help them learn and you train them on some pretty specific skill sets. Yes, absolutely. So I, the program is six modules, walks them through, you know, identifying their skill set and, service offerings and kind of getting that initial package together that a business owner could kind of recognize and see doesn't limit everything that they do, but kind of outlines their business. And then we teach them their marketing pack, um, Facebook websites, everything that they need to put together for LinkedIn, all that, that jazz. And then it goes into their numbers. And this is where it really starts to affect the business owner down the road. So it's them being organized in their own business. So proposals and contracts, invoicing, invoicing system, how do they get paid? Is it easy? Is your pricing correct? All that's covered. And then communication. So onboarding your client, how do you guys communicate? Systems do you use that I mentioned earlier? Um, understanding their needs and your needs and making sure that there's an open communication um, dialogue there. All of that's addressed from their direction. And then um, when I bring on a business owner, I discuss a lot of that as well, like making sure that you recognize all these things in your 30, 60, 90 days of onboarding them. Right. And then a few more bonus modules and an outsourcing module for when they're ready to have their own team if they kind of scale up a little bit. So where and, they could actually bring people in to work underneath them in right. the business. Yeah. Yes, they could do a lot of that as well. So that's good. Um, and and it is the, the pairing that, that I do in my business is they have to have gone through my program. Um, I, we do a really great vetting onboarding system, get them, get their bio ready, learn a lot about them, do a lot of interviewing with our team. And then we do the same thing for the business owner. So we really try to match uh, very, very well from the beginning, the business owner to the virtual assistant. Okay. That's a awesome. sweet relationship. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned that there is a guide that everyone can download. Can you share a little bit more details on that? Absolutely. So it's called outsourceresource.co. That'll just take you to the, the downloadable two-week guide that I discussed earlier for identifying all those tasks that you can take off your plate. Perfect. And then if someone is interested in hiring, I can't talk, someone's interested in hiring a VA, how can they find out more about you? Yes, you can go to academyforvirtualassistance.com and you'll see a uh, find a VA button there that'll walk you through everything you need to do to do an outsourcing call with myself and then we take it from there. 
easy enough. Yes, it is. Very self-explanatory. Yes, I've tried to make it easy so everyone can get a VA really quickly. <laughs> because everyone should. Yes, they should. Yes, they should. Okay. Any last words to our listeners today? Uh, just, I hope that uh, this guide helps you really identify what needs to be taken off your plate and really picture yourself doing less. And when the time comes to onboard someone new, just let go and breathe and, and trust, trust me that a VA is going to take care of a lot of the nitty gritty tasks on your plate. So I think go forth and have an amazing virtual assistant by your side. That's fantastic. Well, Molly Rose, thank you so much for joining us today. And listeners, thank you for joining and listening in. And I hope that Molly Rose has been able to shed some light on how you can get some extra help around your office or home or wherever you might be working yeah. out of all those places. And until next time, thanks for listening to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. And I'll chat with you on our next podcast.